I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cardiff's left, right and centre for round 17 of the NRL and Supercoats. JT here for the SC Report for your Tuesday night. And with me is Lakey again. I've invited you back, mate. I've, uh, yeah, copped you enough on Sunday, but here you are again. Welcome back. Well, obviously not enough. I got the call up again, so I'll mm. have to raise my game a little bit. Yeah, the 15 other people I had in mind all had uh, other plans. So, unfortunately, you're the 16th in line. Welcome back. A default. Win by default, mate. <laughs> Certainly do, mate. Uh, before we get into it, you had some follow-up from our Sunday pod where you um, proceeded to gloat all about your, your nights, getting the job done over the cows. Anything to follow up on? Yeah, so I had one of uh, the punters who I, I've posted on Twitter about um, jumping on the pod with you. And one of our punters, uh, Matty82A, has said to do a book review on the Big Red Dogs. So I've got uh, mm-hmm. that for you coming up, Matty, and I'll, um, I'm sure I won't disappoint. We couldn't get that shit out of the way early. <laughs> you want me to do it now? Well, just fair enough. <laughs> sure, mate. All right. So I, I gave it another read. It's been a while. I haven't uh, read it for a few years now, but um, I picked up a copy. It's a book by Norman Bridwell, first published in 1963. And um, children's book, obviously. It's one of the classics, but I was reading it now as an adult and I just came up with a bunch of issues with it. So first of all, the the, the main protagonist, obviously Clifford, his owner is... Emily Elizabeth. Um, seriously, the parents need to come up with a different name. That's just, I know alliterations or funny games, but please, Emily Elizabeth, give it a rest. But um, so she was lonely. She was a city girl and she's picked up a, a little runt of the litter puppy that uh, no one was expecting to grow until her love made it grow as big as a house. So this thing is listed as 7.5 meters tall and uh, and it weighs almost 80,000 kilos. How on earth has her love made this thing grow that big? I want to know exactly what uh, medicines, let's say, or what sort of love she was feeding this thing to get it to grow that big. But also, it reminds me of another Clifford who was a bit underdeveloped and unwanted by his owners. Um, He went and got adopted by someone else and he's gone on to flourish under the love and care of a real home now. So I've got a bit of a soft spot for Big Cliff the Red Dog. But going back to his weight, listen, I, I did a bit of research because I just went, how are you going to feed this thing? The, the financial logistics of having a dog the size of Clifford is ridiculous. So dogs eat about, according to some website, about 2.5% of their body weight, which is almost 2,000 kilos. And uh, a dry dog food at Woolies is thirty-five kilos for a set. Uh, sorry, thirty-five dollars for a seven-kilo bag, <laughs> mate. Uh, if I can please cut you off, is this going anywhere? Yeah, mate. This dog is costing ten thousand dollars a day to feed. How? How? <laughs> what is the job of this dad? And then following that up, who's cleaning up its shit? 
because I know that little girl isn't shoveling just a dumpster's worth of dog turds every time he drops one in the backyard. I don't know where it's going, but anyway, mm. I know it's a classic, but um, it was too many issues with it, so I decided I'm going to give this book a rating of 38 points. <laughs> you know, we've had a lot of bad segments in our time <laughs> on the SC report, and I think I hark back to when Wenon had um, the that horrible shrieking horn for the segments. Oh, mate, it's, um, not, it's not any worse than your song that you play 14 we've times had singing we've had dancing <laughs> um yeah and i think mate you have absolutely taken the cake with that one that was one of the most boring uh two and a half minutes of my life so if anyone is still listening apologies for that i will put in that you can skip right through that absolute garbage to get into the actual super kind stuff we're never to talk of the cowboys demise again uh round 17 mate it's here the bye week huge implications for Supercoach, huge implications for everyone uh, because they've basically had a what's well, been a rough trot in the last couple of weeks trying to get a team strung together. Um, I don't know how you've gone personally, but, I mean, even today there were some uh, last-minute spanners thrown in the work. So how did you fare coming out of Teamless Tuesday? Maybe you just start with how many have you got pre-trades? Uh, I think pre-trades I've got eight. Um, right. Obviously lost Torhu. Um, Curran didn't get the call up. Angus is in origin, um, and Suwali's been named on the extended bench, so he hasn't been made the side as yet. But I got a bit of reprieve with Reese Walsh getting a call back. Um, I'm bringing in Dan Tupo. I managed to go up from the jet as opposed to going down from anybody else, so pretty happy with that at the moment. So that's not should... hard to go up from the jet. No, well, it's it's uh, 200k, so it's. It's a decent jump. Well, in, in monetary terms, yes. Yes, that's right. So it's um, it was. I was happy to get rid of the jet, but um, yeah. So I'm not looking too bad. As I said, I've got about nine, maybe ten, but I think they're a solid ten as opposed to playing a, a Kurt DeLouis or something like that. Mm. No, good call. I mean, ten's not a bad shout uh, if you can get there in the end. I'm going to throw up a uh, tweet on the. SC Talk Twitter page today and just to get a feel for how people are going pre-trades. And if you have a look, uh, what have we got? 37% have under seven players uh, as of now, so before making any trades. Only 2% have more than 13 already. Um, So I'd love to see what some of those sides look like if you are in that 2%. But I think by and large, this is a week where uh, there's going to be a fair few empty spots in your side. So it's really going to be quality over quantity. So I think I've got 10 at the minute uh, pre-trade, so a couple in uh, up the sleeve to to bring in. But it really begs the question, maybe before we get into the um, bits and bobs of the pod, uh, do you go hard at this round? Or, I mean, what's the play given so few people have um, hugely stacked sides? Is it a week to save trades? Uh, I will be. It's just... It's a wasteland of Supercoach talent this round. There's not much that I would want to bring in. And being that trades are sort of dwindling, um, you know, anyone I get in, I'll probably be looking to trade them back out again. So it's just a mm. waste of two trades in my book for probably a score of, I don't know, at a, at a you know, top end, 70 points. You probably yep. could expect if someone falls over the line. But, I mean, it's few and far between for genuine super coach talent and um i i would suggest just saving the trade if you're it's not worth grabbing a a xavier savage or something like that just for the one week or whatever because he'll end up being an ae 
may not be worth it to you, but to a lot of people out there who love trading, i.e. me, we're going to pull the trigger anyway. So there's plenty to talk about in terms of players that we could potentially bring in for either this round or the run home. Not as many for those run home players. As she said, it's a bit of a wasteland, but there are still some players out there to dig through and bring in. So that's what we'll chat about at the back end of the poll. We'll talk about some of the plays you could be making across the board, whether it's cheapies, whether it's the few guns, maybe some pods up in the front and second row. There's some options there. So we'll chat through those. Go through, obviously, the team news coming out of today. So it's a pretty simple pod. It's uh, unfortunately all the trades were last week. Everyone um, jumped on board. We all brought in Tohu Harris. That was a disaster, for, but thankfully for everyone. So now we're into this uh, two trade week. It's a bit of a bit of a downer. Uh, but anyway, we're, we're trying to firm a side up for this last little tilt before we get into the back end of the year. So that's the that's the pod for today. Maybe before we get into it, obviously, if you uh, hate what you heard at the start of the pod, please leave us a scathing review on our iTunes. The funnier and the more uh, critical of that shit, the better. So please <laughs> let like you know exactly how you felt yeah, about review that. Review me and of- review Clifford. Big red dog. I want to hear your take on it. Mm-hmm. I don't think you'll get much uh, in the way of traction there, but yeah, leave like your message. Let him know how uh, you want that three minutes of your life back. Uh, I've got a couple of good ones actually on there. I haven't read some for a while, but I did get uh, a, a JT Vader. Uh, apparently, I breathe a lot, and it sounds like I go to uh, Lamar's classes, I believe is the term. It is. No idea, being a young stallion that I am. No idea what that is. Please explain. Uh, mate, that's um, pre-birth classes. So you go in and, and learn all your breathing, which is going to get you through the the birth of your child as painfully free as possible. That does not work. I may need some, if you bring up Clifford again, I may need some breathing exercises. Yeah, thank you for that one. He still gave us five stars, so we'll pay that. Uh, Dylan Eloy, uh, apologies for the name pronunciation there. You know we're not good at that. But he's played for six seasons and having his best season so far. Didn't want to give us too much credit, but he's about to, well, was back in May, about to crack the 10K. So, Dylan, if you are listening, please let us know how you're faring. I'd love to hear a success story. Someone's actually listening maybe to what when telling them not to do and going pretty well. Um, so, yeah, please leave us a reel at letting you know how shit he was for the opener. All right, let's get into the team news coming out of today. Just four games uh, for Teamless Tuesday, so it was a bit of a quiet one, but uh, obviously all eyes on uh, just praying that your players made it through unscathed and were named. So I guess let's start at the top, Manly and the Raiders. So the big one, uh, no Schuster, so that, that throws a spanner into works for anyone that's held on to him. It's been a painful ride, but I don't know, maybe in the back end of the year, he might come good for you leading up into finals. Ruben Garrick at fullback, that should be an interesting one. He tore us up uh, when he played there when Turbo was out last time. Mm-hmm. So interested to see how that goes again. And then outside of that, a couple of cheapies. you got Moses Suley on the wing, 197K. Benny Turbo, 174 on the bench. Kurt Louis, as you said, 188K. So Manly's been rounded out with a few cheapies. We'll talk about them later in the pod, but no no super surprises, I guess. No, nothing major. We sort of knew Schuster was going to be out. The reports were he's going to return uh, next week which is not ideal for anybody who held. I think there was just a holding out hope that he would be named. Horrible at, timing. Yeah, last minute, but not to be. So he could be back next week, but um, that's huge news for any Carl Lawton owners. He's going to get another week out of him on a very pivotal week, and he's been going pretty well. Um, Garrick at fullback, like you said, he dropped a one, 105 something, 106 on you guys from fullback um, a couple rounds ago. Absolutely killed it out in the wings since, but um, plays the Raiders, who are 
giving up 81 per game to the fullback position. Mm. And um, AJ Brimson just scored a 90 plus on him last week too. Um, so, yeah. I don't know what to make of the Raiders here. Yeah. Like, how did they not turn up last week? How are they going to do it this week against, albeit a you know, somewhat depleted Manly side? But, geez, they're on a roll and you're now coming up um, against them in a bit of form. And how do you, in, in the space of a week, how do you turn that around? Well, that's it. And they've lost. Well, Jack Whiten's out for Origin. Um, Elliot Whitehead's out Early. with a, a knock in his face. Um, yeah, so they, they've dropped a fair few guys. Your boy Bailey, Simo Star, he's gone four to six weeks. So if you know if you're holding out for him to be there um, this week, he's a he's a trade out now. But um, yeah. not ideal timing again. Like he had one more round to make. Thankfully, I. I don't have him for my own sake, but I know a lot of people, when he was moved to fullback, he tore the Broncos up in that first or second week, I think it was, and he, yeah, looked every bit the part. And I was even looking at him last week as a, a trade-in. Yeah. I just luckily held off thinking, you know, that was that Broncos game. You just ride it off and see how he goes this week. And thankfully, um, the patience paid off because, yeah, that's a nasty one for owners. Yeah, that's it. And I know um, when he got moved back there a couple of weeks ago and even leading into round 13, people were going, do I boot Bailey or do I boot Jason Saab? And it was decided Saab at his really low scores he was getting was probably the better option. But how many people who made that decision would would give anything for it back again now? Oh, mate, 160 for Saabi last week. Like, incredible. If you've held on to that, that is one um, one of the few good holds for the year, I think. So, well done. Any Saab owners currently about to trot him out against the depleted Raiders. That could be very, very valuable. Uh, on the Raiders front, I mean, there's a couple of cheapies of note here. First one, Xavier Savage, who you mentioned at the top there. He's been named at fullback, so it's a bit of a uh, musical chairs at the minute there for them. But 173K center wing should get, a, uh, as you said, a bit of time there, four to six weeks with Simonson out. And Matty Tomoko, he was one of the guys we were keeping an eye on uh, being on the bubble uh, he's played two games. He's been named in Jersey 18. So um, I guess anyone who did jump the gun earlier, just fingers crossed that something happens and he gets uh, pushed into the side in some capacity, but ooh, doesn't look good. Um, last thing you need is an 18th man. Come on in the last five minutes or something like that. Yeah. Who knows? Unfortunately, not good news. But uh, Ryan James, speaking of good holds, he's been named at 15. I think some people in our uh, separate chat WhatsApp group have him. So, a, what do, what I do don't you know see if for him? A good hold, but it's a hold and it's played out, worked <laughs> out you for you. Um, it's a body. Yeah, that's it. It's a warm body. And they're, they're missing, uh, well, Papali's gone, as you said, uh, Whitehead and a couple other boys. So, he could be in for big minutes. It might not be the worst option this week. And he's probably. Um, playing for another contract next year. I think he's only on a one-year sort of deal this year and maybe looking to up his game. Very much so. So that's probably for the team news. Maybe I'll throw you on the spot here, but uh, how about a boom and a bust from this game, uh, either Manly or Raiders? Yeah, that's a good one. I still think uh, Garrick is probably going to go boom considering the competition he's got in front of him. Mm. Yeah, I'm not a fan of it personally. <laughs> 840K, it is unreal. I, yeah, I decided him. to just go, nah, I got I can't go in based on, you know, I did this last year with, with a couple of guys too, but um, opted to anti-pod him and it's not worked out well, but I can see him having another really big game. Um, for a bust oh i don't know i don't want to say chn but he doesn't have much help around him and he looked really slow at the start of last week's game 
They were just mm. getting blown out of the water. He was running a lot of decoys for whatever reason, just wasn't getting his hands on the ball. bit worried about that. Um, he still managed a 61, but, um, you know, if he, he just touched the ball in the first 20 minutes, he was looking at a 70 or 80 score. Yeah. Mm. I mean, with a try, like, that's all he needs. He's That baseline that he's got there, that 50 to 60 is so handy, I think, in that position. And, I mean, in a game like this, we tend to see these bye weeks can get uh, a few blowouts in them, and that's certainly been the nature of NRL season 2021. So it could be the case here. Um, personally, I think I, I agree with you, Ruben Garrick. It's going to be a painful watch not owning him. But in terms of busts for this one, I reckon all the cheapies, so you, the Moses Suleys, yeah, Ben Turbo, Kurt DeLui, Matt Tomoka, oh, not Matt Tomoka, but Xavier Savage. Well, Matt Tomoka um, will probably guys. bust. He won't go score yeah, well. Zero points. Yeah, he's not going uh, to get negative, so there you go. Uh, but, yeah, I just see this, this one being a bit of a trap potentially for anyone looking at some cheapy options. Let's go into the next painful-sounding game. Uh, South v Cowboys, I think we're at $6. This is uh, where we so- make our money back, people. <laughs> <laughs> so, who knows? It's one of those crazy old years. Cowboys might, uh, yeah, I can't even finish that. But uh, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a game. So there you go. Friday night. Cowboys. It will be. It will be that. I really, I am a fair few beverages deep by that point. I will try to avoid this one as much as I can. But for the bunny is Blake Tough Tuffy. 173k, another fullback cheapy, uh, possibly just for this round, but he's only available at 5.8 in Supercoach. So that kind of uh, puts you in a bit of a tough spot there if you were looking at him. Could be a good week for him uh, coming up against the Cowboys. Everyone could stroll through here. And obviously, your boy Tane Milne, still named on the wing. Uh, Josh Mansell still on uh, jersey 18. So Tane, I did call him last week. I said he was a risk, but you know, the risk is paid off for you. And, no, uh, as could I be said, I didn't end up here. getting him in. I was, to, I was going to go uh, the other way exactly. from the Jets. So, decided to sit back and watch. And he, they finally went right. He scored a try and Campbell got a couple. So, um, yeah, that uh, I should have grabbed him in the end. But, no, it's mm. um, it's looking like it's still a very dangerous back line that you guys are going to have to face this week. And you're doing so without um Val Holmes so it's it's making the job a little bit tougher um there's going to be some big scores oh when you've got a halves pairing that's settled um obviously the the newbie at fullback but um Benji Marshall at dummy half he didn't do so great when he was trying to win you your uh, $100 multi bet but <laughs> of, um just being generally that that experience set around the park they should be far too good for us on the night um one i guess of note change for us would be Dejan Arcee playing his first game 203k center wing 58 jewel he's been named at fullback so all these cheapies Coming in at fullback, it's a um, it's been the spot of note for the year, I guess. Just fullbacks pumping out tons left, right, and center. Could it be one of these cheapies? Don't know. Probably won't be Dejan Arcee, but um, anyone who might need some dual flexibility, there you go. One Cowboys jersey to consider, and obviously Jason Taumalolo. A few eyes on him, I guess. I don't know that anyone. Um, might just bring up and just see how many people have brought him in so far. But based on what we've seen so far, despite the fact he's nearly four hundred and fifty k. Uh, I am not holding out much hope he can do much in this round. What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, I keep just waiting for him to turn back the clock and, and wind up, but he's just not doing it. He's not getting the opportunity, and when he's out there, he just doesn't seem as interested. So I think that's a culture thing there, or it's filtered down from the coach, and he's just jack of it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be avoiding until he actually shows that he's, you know, wanting to get involved and got the offload going and busting tackles like he – like. 
like Tom Malolo, like we know he can do. Mm. He's not worth the trade at the moment. I wouldn't play him over uh, – well, I'll play him over Torhu for the next couple of weeks, obviously. But, you know, your Crichtons, your CHNs, Dave Fafitas and, and the like, I wouldn't be playing him over the top of any of them. Such a weird year for him. He's he's still getting decent minutes, nearly an hour. So I don't think any of that talk has sort of faded away. He's not getting forty or fifty like people thought he may after that first round. But um, just having a look, he's got two trade outs. So you've held him this far. Why are you trading him to Josh Adokar and Payne Haas? So save it for another week. Get his get his points, whatever they may be, for round seventeen. A couple of hundred trade in. So people showing the faith in a cheap Taumalolo boom and bust for this game. Yeah, I'm going to go boom with uh, young Blake Taff. I think um, you guys are vulnerable across the park, and fullbacks like Latrell has usually got his hands on the ball. He didn't have a big week last week, but um, likes to get himself involved and and goes after it. The easy one would be to say Cody Walker again or AJ. You know, AJ. They're both up for big games. Um, a bust, Tane Milne. I hope that guy busts ah, after I there you go. didn't Mate, get him. Death Ride, death, death Rides I've been on so far this year have been awful. Uh, I sat there watching Isaiah Papali last week, Dave Fafida, Brian Toto. They all just continue to score. So it's a very I can't believe you're beating one. me. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if I am after last week. I'll have to bring that up a, a bit later on and ignore it if I'm not. But uh, there you go. So I reckon you're right on, on Cody Walker. This could be a huge week for him. I think everyone's got to have the VC on on him. If not, already Garrick could be a, a combo if you've got both of those guys. But maybe a guy like Campbell Graham, one of the pods that worked out for me last week with 102. He's sure to back that up against some pretty flimsy um, outside defense. So pick a rabbit or any rabbit, they should be going pretty well. In terms of a flop, geez, I don't know. Uh, Tamalolo, let's just go him to keep into form. Anything under a uh, 50 is 55, I would say, is probably a flop based on what we know he can do. So, uh, yeah, that should be a fun one. Speaking of fun ones, dogs and the roosters. Thankfully, dogs get some cavalry back. Uh, Dylan Napa and the like, uh, Shoop, Aaron Shoop, all named in the sides. I think, I'm not sure of the logistics, but I think they got let out of uh, quasi jail earlier today. So there could be a couple of training runs into this one, but uh, is it likely to be a training run for their opponents, the roosters? Yeah, yes, still likely. They're, um, they're missing a couple of key guys in Teddy and, and Crichton, obviously, but for the makeup, like, it's, on paper, I'll say this, on paper, they're still a far, far superior side than the, what they're facing. Mm. I just think of last week. Like, I know the dogs were all over the shop there, but just how easy uh, they, they looked and their attitude is. Um, you had the coach coming into the press conference saying, fuck me. Like, it was, it's an absolute disaster mm. from uh, start to finish for the poor dogs. And the Roosters, they will be embarrassed. you got Trent Robertson there who's probably never really in the last couple of years seen anything like he would have seen the week before where they just got towed up um, and, and looked so far off the pace against the, the Storm. So you'd like to think couple of tough weeks, harden them up a bit. And, um, yeah, for the sake of Supercoach, I've got a fair few in my side. Uh, just having a look here. Uh, I brought in Victor Radley this week. We'll get into him later. Uh, Satili Tupanua, Daniel Tupo, and hopefully uh, Suwali on the bench there. If he can get a, a late call-up would be handy. But um, if, you know, the dog's form is anything to go by, this could be the week they absolutely bounce back and set themselves up for a big run in the back end of the year when we normally expect it. Yeah, I just, I just don't know what to make of the dogs. Like, they're just obviously listless at the moment and not wanting to be out. That they, the Manly game was ridiculous. I ended up not watching it, even though I had Turbo as my captain. I just couldn't sit through it. It was just ridiculous what they were putting out there. 
Um, they've then, you know, I know a couple of people jumped on Falakiko Manu um, early last week, hoping he'd stick around, but he's out of the side. Jackson Topine, Topini. Yep, um, he's been cut again. And um, a bit of a flavor of the week last week was Jeremy Marshall King after a couple of good scores, but now suspended. So, if anything, you know, the ins don't really match the outs in my book as well. Um, Aaron Shoup, uh, Tui Palutu Katoa, and Sione Katoa are ins, and um, they just don't, they don't look great. Mm. Bit of trivia for you. Uh, Corey Allen had his first game of the, I believe, the year last week. Uh, what did he score? Actually, what am I talking about? First game in a while. In a it's while. I was going to say he started uh, there a long the time. Year, but he's hurt. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, I don't How know. many points do you reckon he scored? Um, they got slaughtered, didn't they? So I'd say 25. Six. Six. Six points. Wow. There you go. I gave him That's far the core too much Allen credit. Yeah. Uh, there you go. So that, let me just check uh, for him. Has he got any trade ins? It's that crazy kind of year. He does. Oh, People good. have traded Corey Allen in, Corey Allen in, and Reese Walsh out. There you go. I like it. Back yourself. Yeah. Love it. That wasn't me. <laughs> I swear it wasn't me. <laughs> just make sure. Double check. Yeah, I'm going to go have a look, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Okay. Um, yeah, so as we said, it could be a, a training run, but we just don't know. Uh, and I'm, having a look at the dogs, there's quality in and around. You've got the likes of Hopawadi and, um, you know, Coriani's an origin player, we'll call him that, mm-hmm. Cole Flanagan. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Josh Jackson is captain there. Surely there's there's enough there to, to not have 66 nil come to fruition again. But uh, anyway, who, who really knows what will turn up? Uh, Joe Stimson, interesting name in the starting second row. So he's obviously way off the mark. He's fallen to, I think, 173K. So he's really? one of the cheapies we will mention wow. later on. But what a, he's had an absolutely shocking time of it since he's moved to the Dogs. Maybe this is his bounce-back game. Who knows? But, um, yeah, probably nothing... Uh, too much else to go into for this one. Boom and bust. Uh, Joey Manu is going to go off. He loves playing at fullback, and um, it's a great matchup for him. He's going to go bananas. Uh, bust, I think, Takiyaho. Um, if the the Roosters put on a score, uh, I don't think they'll match Manly's score, but let's say they go somewhere to that. Um, the props aren't going to get involved, so I'm sorry any Takiyaho owners. He's just not going to do anything. Mm. I reckon a Daniel Tupo would be the the boom for this game. He's been close enough the last couple of weeks, but just not getting enough ball. The defensive lines he's playing are pretty quick. Oh, Penrith so and Melbourne were just all over them. They absolutely mm. shut these roosters down. So this he was better last week. He though, looked good Daniel at Tupo. the start of the last mm. game and was heavily involved. And I thought he's going to go on and um, put up a score that I didn't see him getting, but um, stalled out in the back end of it. But this is the game, you know, if you've been holding off bringing him in, as I have, grab him for this game because this is a very vulnerable back line. Certainly is. Bust for me, uh, not really spoken about, but maybe you're trying to find a cheapy hooker option and that would be Sam Verrills. I think he's destined for a 30 or 40 based on his form line so far. So steer clear. Yeah, and Lockie Lamb on the interchange in number 14 too. So he could come on and steal some of his minutes at number nine there. Alrighty, last game of the round, Sharks and Warriors. Um, unfortunately, Chad doesn't get a, a, a 
show with his uh, old side here. But um, anyway, it should still be a, a quality enough game because we've got plenty of Supercoach relevance in this one. So good way to round out the round 17. Obviously, the big one we, we talked about, Tohu Harris being out for a month, um, possibly shorter, but uh, I think two to four weeks was what Physio quoted. So hopefully sooner rather than later, he's out with the shoulder injury. Now, no Josh Curran, unfortunately, he and Ewan Aitken still going to be in lockdown. So we held out a little bit of hope that uh, maybe they would just name them in the 2021s um, just to keep us in suspense. But um, I guess they haven't done it, so we can breathe a little easier and just trade him straight on out. That's it. He's a trade-out now. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, no point keeping him around. Eli Katoa, named in the second row, had a bit of an ankle concern after last week, but must be okay. And obviously, uh, your big ins, you got your Reese Walsh uh, for you. You've been Yay. kissed on the D-I-C-K. And Cody Nikarima, he's been named. Uh, no. Obviously, you just keep uh, last week in the back of the mind there, that late out. But um, by all reports, seems ready to go. Have you heard anything else? I haven't heard anything to the contrary. But as you said, he was named last week and then was a withdrawal. What um, makes this one difficult is that he is in the last game of the round. So if you're looking to bring mm. him in, it's, it's really um, sweaty butt cheeks time waiting for those team lists. Could be one of those things, though, if you're having a bit of a down week and maybe you're a head-to-head player and you just need that last-minute um, points grab and you've got a trade and you've held it, um, you know, you could flip a, a guy like Cody in because he's not the worst shout. We talk about guys that are just purely round 17 players and nothing more, but a guy like Cody's shown enough so far this year, um, obviously before his injury, to uh, warrant a spot in the back end of the season. So you just never know. Maybe um, that could be a strategy if you just hold fire on those trades and see how you're going um, over the first three games and then have a look. But uh, at least now you'd imagine with uh, Chad Townsend not being there that he would get the goal kicking. I know that was some concern that he would lose that uh, to the Chad, but without him there, he should take back the reins. Uh, for the Sharks, the only real one of interest for me, uh, no surprises in their team list, but Talakai still named on the bench, uh, a bit of a dagger if anyone jumped on early. For him, trying to hark back to what he did last season when he was um, had probably a breakout year for him. Uh, it was a gun off off the bench and then starting as well. Got through a stack of work. It's just not the same. I'm not sure what the go is. He's not getting the minutes. He's not getting the output. But uh, Talakai, uh, yeah, probably not a shout for this round, wouldn't you think? No, I wouldn't think so. Not off the bench. And he's not scoring well as a starter, so there's no point. I know um, everyone's thinking back to last year where he was killing it, but he's just not getting the same opportunity. No. So for whatever reason, that's uh, at least one headache we don't need to think about is a guy like Talakai. Um, but, but yeah, nothing else. The Sharks are unaffected by origin given uh, Ronaldo Militalo is not going to play. So oh, they didn't I do pull like up Aiden line. Tolman after his match-winning try. Or not match-winning, I shouldn't say. Oh, but first try. First try, yeah. Should have been match-winning. Should have been match-winning. You've got to back the big fella up like that. But yeah, 70-odd 70 70 odd points. I guarantee you he's got some people looking at him uh, just based on that last week's score. You know, you just flick the uh, filter up and down, higher score last week. Yep, I'll yeah. take him. So hopefully Aiden Tolman can back it up for anyone that's jumping on him again. Um, but yeah, other than that, nothing really doing uh, for this shark side for me. So I think uh, a lot of the interest will be in the, the likes of Jesse Ramey and Ronaldo Militale and, of course, Sean Johnson. Um, they're probably the three most popular um, in terms of super coach for these guys. And then Will Kennedy at the back. Great game against the Broncos. But as you say, every week, do we ignore that? No, I wouldn't ignore it so much. Will Kennedy's averaging 65 or something. He's put up good scores all year. But um, it, and but he's Wenon's boy. We he can't. is Wenon's <sighs> boy. 
But the Broncos <laughs> beat him, so he still put up a 70, what was it, 79? Yeah, that'll do. Something like that. Um, he scored that in a, in a losing side. So it was uh, not like they ran up a score and he got some good points out of it. He just got involved. 76 points, there you uh, go. to be precise. And there you go, two people trading him out to uh, Tom Trebojevic and one person trading him out to Kobe Hetherington. Oh, nice. So there you go. That's a strange old super coach. <laughs> uh, yeah, it certainly is. So strange old times there. Um, boom and bust for this game. Reese Walsh, she's going to go bananas. Love it. Boo. Yes. Uh, uh, um, for a bust, Matt Lodge, because I want him to. Oh, there you go. Interesting. We didn't talk about him, actually. Yeah, Bronco or ex-Bronco now coming over and getting a That's starting spot. You talked about they, they kissed on the D before. Um, anybody mm. who held Matt Lodge because he was scoring pretty well gets a double buy rounds out of him. That's um, just about as kissed as you can be. Certainly is, and just I think we've jumped the gun. Jazz Tavanga named at lock there, so when he's started, we'll talk a little bit about him. I've got some stats for him later on, but um, he's been named at lock, and with Tohu gone for um, at least a couple of weeks, could be one of those. Um, just if you've got the trades, maybe you bring this sort of guy in. Yeah, back up hooker slash second row, and mm. um, yeah, he can drop a score. He was one of the best what last year and the year before. It was um, you know almost a must-have. Certainly was, but uh, just fallen away, coming off the bench so far, um, pretty much all the time so far in 2021. So, needs a bit of a bounce back here to prove his worth. Uh, boom for me, I'll, I'll probably go, uh, I think, Sean Johnson against the um, old side and future side. Uh, strange old one, but uh, I think he'll be out there with a point to prove after their loss last week. I'll back him, and I'll just say Reese Walsh to piss you off. Yeah, you would. Um yeah, the death ride, as I said, doesn't work very well for me. So I think that's guaranteed him a ton. You are welcome. That's all the teamless news for round 17. We'll come back from the break and we'll chat through some of those options we've talked about in a little bit more detail as we scramble to fill the side in a, uh, well, it's a pretty crucial week in terms of Supercoach. We'll be back. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Have to. Yeah. All right, Lakey, last, last minute. Round 17 buyers. We've had, a, as we said at the top, we've had a bit of a, a tough run in terms of trying to get bodies on the park. There's been plenty of outs, uh, not enough ins, unfortunately. You and I are doing relatively okay, I guess, for numbers comparatively to some of the stats we saw um, from that Twitter poll. Fair few with uh, single digits um, even after trade. So it could be a tough week 
um, if there's a stack of big scores on the horizon. So we'll talk about some of the options if you do have trades up your sleeve or you just like burning them like I do. There's still some options out there. Ranked them, uh, we'll go through guns. We'll go through some fullback pods, some safe number plays in the forwards, some wild cards slash who the F knows with these see you next Tuesdays. Uh, some cheapies who should keep playing after round 17 and some cheapies who should nuff out or stop playing uh, basically after round 17. So a few categories there. We'll start with guns. I think we don't need to go into a lot of detail with these guys. I think they're popular for a reason and they're likely to go large. I think a few of them are the the boons we've called out so far this this round. Uh, Ruben Garrick, Alex Johnson, Cody Walker, Daniel Tupo, Sean Johnson, uh, the top five that I've got. I think we don't need to go into detail. If you have the trades and the cash in Ruben Garrick's case, bring them in. Um, otherwise, it's going to be a tough slog to watch them this week. Certainly will. And I'm going to be sitting through that. It's not going to be pretty. Certainly isn't. So, obviously, the, I assume you've got the Rabbitohs because we could have jumped on them a while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Tooper, you're bringing in. Sean Johnson should be a, a good play in my eyes. So, I think these guys, you've got to have at least, I'd say, four um, given we're obviously short on numbers, so you do need these sort of quality guys. Uh, would you be potting and going without them? Um, probably not. I say these are all sorts of guys that you can keep for the run home um, and be quite mm-hmm. happy with. So these are the premiums that I was talking about earlier that you will be targeting and um, not having to trade back out, so you're not wasting a trade. So I'd be happy to grab every one of these guys if you can afford it. R- Ruben Garrick, though, is very expensive um anybody who plays the stock market tells you you know you'd buy on a dip not on a on a high so it's if you don't have him now it might be too late but um it's going to be a tough watch it's going to be really hard on Thursday night there you go book reviews and financial advice it's been a strange old pod <laughs> Speaking of pods, fullbacks. Uh, we have talked about a couple of these guys or these two guys over the last few rounds. Uh, we'll start with Will Kennedy. So we mentioned him uh, being quite the buy last week coming up against the Broncos. He, I uh, wouldn't say disappointed, but 76, you, you would have hoped for a little bit more given what the Broncos have dished up against their opponents so far this year. But for 75K, still pretty cheap. Um, in terms of cash, if you're splashing it on a guy like Ruben Garrick, maybe you... Um, uh, a guy like Will Kennedy could be a cut price option in that fullback run. Um, and the other one is Reese Walsh. So maybe we'll just start um, with Will Kennedy. A uh, couple problems I see with him. Um, his run of good matchups is closing. So he's had a pretty good run since, I guess, he played us and now the Broncos. Um, so he's had a couple of good weeks. He's shown what he can do there, but the run does get a little bit tougher. And also he just doesn't scream season-long hold given what we've seen at fullback. So this is really a last chance to grab him. Is it enough to bring him in just for this one week? I wouldn't. If you if you'd grabbed him for the Broncos game, then you, you hold him, say, three more weeks. Actually, he doesn't have a bad run. So he's got the Warriors this week, obviously, then Raiders and Bulldogs who are both not great at the minute. Uh, Manly is tough after that. Then he's got Warriors, us, Tigers, Broncos, and closes out with a Storm. So the only game you really wouldn't want to play him is the Storm one. But um, he's not a Ryan Pappenhausen. He's not uh, James Tedesco, Tom Trevojevic, Kalen Ponga. So you mm. want to have two of those guys for the run home. Uh, so if if you haven't got him now, I wouldn't worry about grabbing him at this stage. Again, it's going to be a, a trade-in, trade-out option. 
Go to Reese Walsh, 563K, almost 100K more. You've got him in. Uh, you brought him a couple of weeks ago. If Would you recommend to anyone uh, for round 17 and beyond if they were looking for a pod play? Obviously, the hammy is a big concern. Yeah, the hammy is a huge concern, but he plays the Sharks in this buy round, but then he's done, basically. Panthers and Bunnies straight after that. Has a pretty decent run you know, in over the final. So if you're head-to-head player and you want to grab him, then so be it. Dogs, Broncos, Raiders, Titans to close mm-hmm. out the year. That's very, very favorable to him. And the Warriors are going to be sort of on the cusp of that eight, hoping to win a few games to, to make finals. So they'll be playing everybody the strongest they can. So as long as he's healthy, um, he could be a decent play against those sorts of sides. But again, as I said with Kennedy, if you're going for overall, you want one of the really big, big scorers. So um, mm. th- that's that's who I'm aiming for. I'm, I'm having two of the big four. Yeah. I mean, I reckon if you've got 10, 11, 12, whatever it might be, trades up your sleeve because you've held on, you've been smart, um, this kind of play could really work out for you. Um, but the thing is, you've got to think with either Kennedy or Walsh, you're moving them on for one of the players that you listed off. And there's so much quality there. Um, I think the the popular move uh, would be if you did have those guys in mind is to move the likes of Clint Gutherson uh, out, maybe even Tedesco if you you are considering it. But, I mean, for me, I'd rather save it and wait um, for the likes. I've got Gutho in there, so I'd rather save that trade, wait for a Pappenhausen or even a Ponga, uh, God help me, to um, come into the fold there. So it's um yeah one of those options I'll keep in the up the sleeve just because I don't have the trades. Yeah. Um, the other thing with Reese Walsh is yeah. he's got a ninety plus break even. So if you grab him now at five sixty, he's going to be losing cash and you're getting further away from those mm. top guys. So it's just not worth the trade at this stage. No, it's a absolute luxury. I would think. Um, any other sort of random fullbacks? It's probably, I, I think those two are the genuine guns. Those are the uh, main guys. Um, but, y- you know, you've got names like, uh, well, RTS is there. He's playing on the wing, so he may not get much involved. Oh, scrap him. Scrap Alex him. Johnson Completely. is available at fullback, but also center wing, which is where you want to be playing him long term. But if you wanted to, as we spoke about before, if you wanted to grab a premium center wing, which seems to be where all the best options are, you could have him in your fullback for a week or two while you you do that before flicking him around. Safe number plays. This is a bit of a boring one. We've talked about it for a while. Uh, safe number plays in the forwards. So the guys that you really need to round out your side with for 17, I think just bank the points. Um, and you can also carry them in the run home. Forwards have been a bit, uh, bit of a... a well, dud position, at least front row, unless they're Isaiah Papali, F him. Uh, was that a beer that I heard in the background? It was not. I just dropped it. The oh, there you go. Ballooned it. Uh, there you go. So there's some names I'll rattle off here. Fanua Blake, uh, last week's winner in terms of um, the three I'm going to read out, but Fanua Blake, Marty Tapao, and Luke Thompson. Of the three, the cheapest is Fanua Blake and coming off the biggest score. So had a uh, 75-ish um, last week. Marty Tapao had a 46 um, in my side there, not much doing. And Luke Thompson, 495K. And yeah, I think he, he hit a 55-odd, uh, 52, in fact. A um, couple of things there. I mean, I guess Fenua Blake, his minutes were hugely inflated. Well, not hugely, but they were inflated last week because of the injuries to Tohu um, and the golden point. So if you have a look, 
comparatively to to Powell and Thompson, who played in the same game, Ball was in play almost 65 minutes in that uh, Warriors game all up. So that's either side having the ball, so defensive and attacking work for Fanua Blake on uh, on the menu. And meanwhile, for Tapao and Thompson, it was in there for barely uh, 50 minutes. And a lot of that was just them, um, or a lot of the other time was just them basically staring either Tapao at the ball going over the uh, over the goalposts or in uh, Thompson's case, craning his neck and looking at it go above his eye line. So really not a, a conducive game to uh, base scoring for these sort of forwards. But I think you can scrap that. Um, wouldn't be expecting 70s out of Fanua Blake every week. But I just think any three, if not all three, if you can squeeze them all in, will be handy enough for the run home. Yeah, that's right. Um, for me, I've got AFB, Luke Thompson and Isaiah Papali'i. Um, so he's basically your must-have in the position at the moment. And the other guys, you could throw a, a dart and run with either any of these three guys as your front row forward too. And keeping in mind that TPJ will return at some stage and he's available there. And Payne Haas just had a massive game. So maybe he's a grab for the way home. But um, the, mm. these, say, I, I could run, I would happily run AFB as um, my, I, I guess, my third front rower coming off the bench um, and just spot filling if guys are suspended or injured or something like that. Yeah, no, no, fair shout. Uh, Matt Lodge, a name I, I haven't added to this list, but probably warrants um, Very throwing in there yeah. as well. Very similar, as you said. So uh, I'm not sure what his role will be over across the ditch. Well, or not really in this case, up at the Central Coast. But uh, yeah, remains to be seen. But I think based on what he's shown so far, he'll knock out 60s and that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. You did mention Payne Haas. It's a fair point. He had a really big game last week. And I know a few people have already bought in early. Um, inflated a little bit. I know he had a try assist, but um, is this? Do you see what the Courier Mail sees in a spark in the Broncos for the run home? It's hard to say based off the the one game. They they obviously looked a lot better, but the Sharks played down to them. I think. Um, but that was I, his first sixty plus game yeah. since round nine. Yeah, so Crazy. He, he's is something I want to wait and see and and make sure that they can do it again. They can do it a couple more times, um, and the turnaround is real before jumping on and the, everyone goes back to um, just dud scores when who was out, Flegler was out with the concussion protocols mm. and stuff like that. So one, once a few of the troops return, how does that affect Payne Haas and his minutes and usage? So moving away from front row, second row players, um, there's a stack of them in that um, similar price range of between four and 500K. That'd be Koloa Matungi for the Bunnies, uh, Britt Nakora for the Sharks, 433K. Um, Guac, Guac, our boy, Guac Hamoli. Uh, Ola Kawatu, he's 443k. They're all safe enough plays, but really just not um, in the same vein in terms of long-term holds. Second row seems to be a pretty handy spot, um, either for your out-and-out guns, your Crichtons, your um, even Papali, if you've got him there. Um, Tohu, when he comes back, maybe even Maddo, he's still sort of in that conversation there. So I wouldn't be tinkering too hard. Um, I'd, I'd probably have one of these guys, maybe throw Satili Tupanua in there as an an option uh, now that he's gotten through the tough stretch. Um, there's a couple of mid-range guys you can consider. I'd probably carry one. Yeah, I, I don't think I would, to be honest. Um, second row seems to be a, a story of your, your top ends, your Fafitas, Crichtons, Torhus, and the likes. And How could I forget Dave Fafita, the band of my existence? Yeah, exactly. Well, he's not playing this round. Um, he's not playing Origin this round either. 
Um, but yeah, so those sorts of guys, um, even push it down a little bit to a CHN or a Cam Murray, those types who are averaging 65. But um, so there's four or five guys there I've named straight off the bat. I don't, I, uh, Koala type. Um, who's averaging 55. Um, he's just not That's Kaloa Matangi. Remember your nickname? Kaloa Matangi, sorry. There you go. Yeah, so they're not going to be guys that you want in the long run, and you're not going to play them over anybody I, I've just mentioned. So, um, I mean, hmm. Satili Tupanua is in a very strong side, so is Kaloa Matangi. Um, maybe spot play them, but even still, who do you leave out from the, the other guys? Yeah, no, it's a fair play. And I think beyond round 17, they're the kind of guys you're going to look at um, nothing out. So by that we mean for anyone that's not familiar with the term is is basically trading them to a bottom-priced player who's very unlikely to actually play in the run home. So they're not going to um, ruin any VC loophole options and that kind of thing. So I mean, if you're trading a, a guy that's 433K or whatever it might be, down to 170K bottom dollar, you're making a fair bit of cash to fund uh, whatever few trades you have to make for the run home. So, I mean, that that's one play there. That would make them purely around 17 and maybe 18 for numbers sort of play. But beyond that, um, yeah, it, it's get them out of the side, I would suggest. Uh, any other second row, front rowers you can think of? No, I'm having a look through and I can't see anybody of interest. Well, a couple of guys here I've called out as wild cards, um, and these are some forwards and some hooking options. Well, uh, four names that I've got down, and maybe we can think of some others as we go through, but start right at the top here, my boy Jason Taumalolo. We talked about him in the Cowboys preview there. It's going to be a just a strange old watch. I don't know what to expect of him. He is 462K, which coming into the season, no one... Uh, would have really anticipated. I know there was some talk about minutes and all that with Peyton coming in, but, geez, I, I did not see this one coming. Averaging 53, one tonne so far this year, thankfully against the Broncos in a match-winning effort, so I will take that. Um, and still getting an hour of game time. In terms of round 17 play, um, I know I asked you before, but really, is is there much hope? No. I would, it's not something I'm willing to hang my hat on. Um Maybe, maybe, like as you say, if you've got excess trades, you could go current to Tomalolo for what is it, 40, 50K? That's mm. and can get a similar score. Um, but again, I'm not playing Tomalolo over anybody at the moment. If um, even on matchups, he's just not involved. No, he's not. I mean, I've, I've, he's had a couple of weeks back now. He played against Cronulla and now he's played against you guys. And just in those games, hasn't been as involved as we once um, knew him to be. I think he was a little bit better last week, but just in terms of general play, he's not the 200-meter-plus running forward that he used to be. And for whatever reason, right or wrong, uh, that's how the coach seems to want to play him. So I think, uh, unfortunately, as much as I love him, might have to scratch him from a super coach option, at least for the rest of this year. Um, maybe two guys in the same boat, Jazz Tavanga and Victor Radley. Tavanga, 376K, and Radley, 336K, and obviously playing his first game for about a month and a half, almost two months. A long suspension for him. Starting with Tavanga, we did mention he was playing starting lock. Game so far at lock this year, 57, 37, 82, 29, 73, 56. Uh, so that's game at lock or starting hooker. So... Uh, a reasonable spread there, but nothing that's setting the world on fire. Still just one point per minute. Um, with the extra responsibility now with Tohu out, does it open up for Jazz? You'd want to think so. Like he's, he's, 
only playing 50-ish minutes a game, even when he is starting. So he's not getting a whole lot of time to prove what he can do. But with the troops being down, um, maybe he pushes that up to a 60, 65, maybe even 70 point, um, seventy minutes, sorry. And with mm. that, he's always a one PPM type guy. So basically whatever length of time he's on the field is what sort of score he's going to get. Plus, any attacking stats would be fantastic, but um, it's a big risk because we know Tor, who's back in a couple of weeks or a month. Um, Curran should be back next week, so I, th- I think Jazz will be just relegated back to the bench before you know it. Hmm. When he's not playing that backup hooker role or starting hooker, he tends to run a fair bit, so he loves getting his hands on the ball. Um, this year, he's got a scattering of offload, so we've seen better from him, I think it's fair to say, but... At such a, a pretty juicy price, he, he's, I still reckon, worth a shout, at least a, a short-term play uh, before, like the other guys we spoke about before, having to move him on, um, either bank the cash or upgrade him to any of the premiums you don't have. Conversely, Victor Radley, slightly cheaper, about 40K, starting at lock for the Roosters, and then that position is his. So I'm like, Jazz, he's um, got a hold on that jersey, uh, at least until he gets suspended. Um, when I mean, he's averaging around an hour in terms of game time when he's not being uh, suspended or, or I should say sin-binned or injured. So, I mean, that's his role. The, the big thing will be fitness coming into this one, but I think he's a relatively mobile player. That shouldn't be too much of an issue. Good run coming up, dual position like with Jazz. Uh, do you like a sort of Victor Radley play in the hope that he turns into one of those, um, not premium, but close to sort of guys for the run home? Yeah, I don't hate it um, simply because I'm I'm a, a Brennan Smith owner um, who has the same dual position flexibility. So bringing Victor Radley in, you could use him to cover both hooker and center wing. Um, you know, he'd be sort of your sixth man on the bench and he's not really an auto-emergency issue. His um, base scores are around 40, 45. Um, mm. You know, unless through suspension or injury and stuff like that. But um, I don't think I'd play him unless I had to. But he could, um, you know, get you a score this week and become a handy, flexible backup for the run home. Because trades are down. Everyone's trades are way down. So if someone gets injured, you're not going to be able to trade them out. No, it's certainly right. No, I mean, he's a guy that you can, um, I think, safely carry. I don't think there's um, – he's a good number to have, I think, given that dual flexibility, like with the Brandon Smith. I think it's a, a handy one. That hooker spot's been pretty safe so far this year, not profitable but safe, and we don't have to worry too much. But um, I don't know. I kind of like Radley this week. I think um, at such a low price. And the big thing is the crackdown, um, is it dead? Oh, I wouldn't say dead, but it's very, very eased off, Yes. Who knows when they'll bring it back. It is going to be one of those things, though. The referees are going to have their eyes on this bloke for right or wrong. He's got a history and they do tend to look at that. So the big thing would be, has he gone away and uh, just changed the tackling technique? Um, no relevance really. So. He, he came but- out after his failed judiciary and said he wasn't going to change his tackling technique. He's, he's going to keep doing what he does. So... If he comes out and does what he did against the Broncos, you're really up against it. But um, surely he's got to have reined it in a little bit. That and the plane incident. I know um, mm. Robbo's given him a kick up the ass, so hopefully he's pulled his head in. And he could be big for you on the run home. They have a pretty decent draw, some easy matchups over the next few weeks in particular. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a good way to just, I mean, you can pull the trigger now because it's around 17. He's a warm body, uh, cheap as well. So depending on who you've got at hooker and 5.8, the likes of Connor Watson and I've moved Tyson Gamble out, pushed Connor Watson down to 5.8. So, um, yeah, some options there to move around. But a guy like Victor Radley, uh, not going to set the world on fire, I don't think, with scoring. He never really has. But for the Chooks, uh, if they get on a run, he could be, you know, finding his way across the strike. Could be Brandon Smith. Um light very very light but could be um that kind of guy with about 300k less to his price tag so i don't know i like him for this round um on another hooker josh hodgson for 66k any love no not really i just don't like the raiders or what they're doing at the moment no not at all uh fallen gun but uh, i think far too fallen to worry about the whole team All right, last couple here, cheapy. So firstly, the guys who should keep playing after round 17, and then we'll talk about some of the guys who will stop playing enough out. So, I mean, we've talked about a fair few, and they're all, um, well, not all, but uh, a few of them are at the fullback spot, which is obviously a profitable one so far this year. So Xavier Savage, um, 173K, gets his turn at the fullback spot for the Raiders. Uh, Yeah, and I don't know enough about him. He's got one point uh, to his name so far this year. He came off the bench, but uh, now it's his spot um, for the next month at least. So in terms of center wing options, he's a guy that you'd think um, is going to hold down the spot for about a month, make a bit of cash, and then just, I guess, go um, into the wilderness after that. But I mean, I guess he's a warm body if you do need some emergency sort of plays. But I mean, this is the only round you'd ever play him, right? Yeah, that's right. You, you wouldn't play him any other week. Um, it's just, uh, it's just it's the Raiders it's, again. They've only had two guy, two scores. Sorry, three scores above sixty this year. That was Simmonson's one sixteen against the Broncos. Uh, Caleb Aikens eighty seven against the Bulldogs. And Charles Nickel Clockstads. I know I've butchered that. I know he's changed his uh, pronunciation <laughs> of his name, so I apologize for that. But he had a 79 against the Titans earlier in the year. So those three are the easier sides to score against. Um, other than that, they haven't really broken the 50 point barrier. And it's just the fullbacks for the Raiders are not getting involved. Um, this is a rookie, so he's going to be targeted by the opposition and. I don't know much about him, if I'm being completely honest, but I wouldn't hold out a lot of hope that he's going to be a massive scorer and it's not going to be someone you can play, you know, on mm. a regular basis. Risk-free, though, I think that's that's one of the good things and he's available at the centre wing where you've got seven spots. So 173K, take maybe take a punt if you're that way inclined and you think the Raiders will bounce back in some capacity um, and it could be one of those numbers that just falls across the line and, you know, banks you a handy score. But um, relatively safe play. Joe Stimson, uh, talked about him, 173K. Wow, he has fallen way off. Second row only. He hasn't played more than 26 minutes all year. I think he did play one game at starting second row, got immediately benched, basically, and I don't think came back out. So this could just be a complete red herring with this dog side, but would you go anywhere near him? I wouldn't, no. No, I mean, it's the risk there is that he's Huge. what we always call AE Nightmare. He will score 10, 15, 20 points and just ruin your loopholes, whatever you're well, uh, looking a, at doing. He's played five games this year and they've been for 17, uh, sorry, 14, 17, 6, 17, and 21 points. So if you're trying to run a VC loophole, Joe Stimson was will absolutely ruin it if he gets any sort of game time. Certainly will. Still got about 100 trade-ins, so people are um, hoping against hope that he finds his way across the line. Um, 
Manly, Benny Turbo, he's been in and around that bench spot all season, uh, the 18th man jersey and all that sort of thing. 173K, he barely gets out on the field. Could have had a try last week. Um, well, got unfortunately disallowed. disallowed. Yeah. Not, not ideal, but yeah, that dual flexibility. Most people have had this guy since, well, a lot of people, I should say, have had this guy since the start of the year. Good number to have. Um, but, I mean, that's the only reason you'd have him in your side. You would not be trading in a Ben Trebojevic at this stage, would you? No, it does. and I don't even know if he's a good number to have. He scored one point last week. He's a number, I should say. And, he's a um, number. He, he got upgraded from negative one to one for the finals in the final updates. So, um, maybe, maybe he sees a little bit more time this week without um, big brothers there and DCE. But um, he's just going to be an AE nightmare on the run home. Certainly will. Uh, Aaron Shoup, 233K, plays for the dogs at centre wing. Uh, do we just say no and Plays for the dogs at centre wing, mate. Next. Sam Verrill's 250K, hooker only. Terrible points per minute. Um, ben Marshke, I think, is still out of the side. Mm-hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep, um, so, I mean, for the time being, he's got that starting hooker spot. Not sure what will happen in the run home, but he should be in and thereabouts. But in terms of output on the field, not showing enough. He's 250K for a reason. He hasn't taken his chances in terms of super coach and not getting uh, the output you'd hope out of a starting hooker spot. So, despite the price tag, just leaving. Yeah, and as I said earlier, Lachlan Lamb's in the fourteen jersey this week, so he's he's not uh, he's not likely to see eighty minutes. I think he was the only hooker named last week, and he still only played sixty sixty five minutes, something like that. So um, they did something to uh, give him a rest. So if they got a genuine option there, they're not going to play him a full eighty, and he's just not going to score well. And the final cheapie I've got down that's going to likely uh, keep their spot beyond round 17, that's Tane Milne. Uh, was your boy, not anymore. Hopefully, uh, Dylan, our mate that left us a review, did uh, what we told him to do and, <laughs> and not what we actually did. But uh, that, that kind of worked out. 268K, keeps getting the nod. He's performed pretty well. Uh, I watched him on Sunday. He was very involved, um, which was good to see. You always like to see those sort of guys get um, their hands on the ball uh, out of that back line. So I think he's won his spot on merit, which is good news for him and any owners. Um, I wouldn't call him an eight-year nightmare. He plays in a good side, and I think that's key. Uh, we've got a side like the Bunnies. Um, I mean, when they get a roll on, they're going to rack up the points, and that means their outside men are going to fall across the line, and that's what's happened uh, at least last week for Tane. So 268K, price is right. Um, a little more, well, it's about a, almost 100K off bargain basement. So cash, I know, is not that hard to come by with Cleary and that going down, but a Tane Milne uh, play for this week. Yeah, 268K, like you said, negative 24 break even. So he's going to make a bunch more cash based on matchups. He's got Cowboys and Dogs in the next two. Um, yeah, it's not the worst option. He's also available at second row as well. So he could mm. become a pairing with um, a Catewell if you still have him hanging around or something of the like. Maybe Ben Turbo, you can switch and cover those guys. So it's not the worst, but. Um, yeah, he'd just be a, a cash grab and it's kind of late in the year for those sorts of plays unless you've got a bunch of trades up your sleeve where you can really capitalize on it. One of those guys though that could, you know, you're talking about some of these cheapies here, but in terms of guys that are you back in to score pretty well this week, uh, Tony Milne against the Cowboys, that has... He, you know, he would be the top. 70, 80 plus. Yeah, he would yep. be at the top end of these cheapies that I'd be looking to grab, wishing I had grabbed him last week. 
Last ones on the list, cheapies who should uh, touch wood enough out to stop playing after round 17. Top of the list, Blake Tough. Tuffy, uh, we'll get it right eventually, I'm sure, after Friday night. Hearing him cross the stripes 17 times should do it. 173K, he's 5'8 only. And I think just given that position and the fact there's so many quality players you could be looking at in the run home and, and move arounds and things like that, I think it's just puts you in too much of a hole uh, trying to fit him in. Um, as you said, cash grabs at this stage of the year are you know, a, a pipe dream given some of the limited trades that we have. So Blake Taff, as good as his matchup is this week, unlikely to play beyond this. So won't even make cash, you'd imagine, and purely round 17, and then he'd be stuck in your 5'8". Yeah, it's, so it'd be a different story maybe if he was a centre wing eligible or something like that. But at 5'8", that's just there's not enough spots there to go around for everybody we want. So it'd be mm. waste having him filling one of those. Talk about Mitch Moses getting a flat track for his origin debut. How about um, old Blake getting a, a go against the Cowboys from fullback? <laughs> um, welcome to first grade. It does get a little bit more difficult from here on. Moses Suley, uh, 197K, falling well off. Um, he's well, not well down in the pecking order because he is here um, with the benefit of Tommy Turbo not being there, but uh, 197K, well out of favour. Um, it would seem is... I mean, he's not likely to suit up outside of injuries. And is there anything you love about him? No, I think he's been the 18th man the last couple of weeks. That's sort of where he sits in Desi's. Um, Which is dangerous. Pecking order. Yeah. So, again, it could be an AE nightmare if he gets on. But it's – and he's not even basement. So, it's um, – you're paying a, a sort of premium, semi-premium for a, a bottom-end guy. Yep. No, agreed. Uh, I think they don't have the matchup um, as some of the other guys this week. As, as bad as the Raiders have been, I don't know. I called him out as my bust. I'll stick with that. Kurt DeLewis, 188K front row only. Um, I know you mentioned him last week. He came off the bench for about 15, 20 points, I think it was, mm-hmm. last week. Probably a similar uh, sort of outing you'd imagine uh, for round 17 as well. So very minimal points, awkward non-dual, so front row only. Um any love? Only because he'll be a warm body and then he'll pretty much definite enough out. You've got Schuster, Sirenen coming back in a couple of weeks. Um, Gerbo will be back after Origin. So there's three guys who will be in the top 17. There's no real room for Kurt, unfortunately. But um, So he'll give you a, a boost of 20 points, which is probably in our current game, what, a couple of thousand points in the uh, spots in the ranking. So um, it's a, it is one of those years of congested ladder. Um, I just hate enough um, front row or second row only players. I much prefer to have a um, guy. You know, the likes of yeah, exactly. So the guy you can shuffle around as you need in the back end. It's just too awkward. I've got to say, like I had a look at this the other day, and there's not a lot of um, second row, front row. Caleb Milne had him from the start of the year. Pure base guys, yeah. He's one of the very few. I was hoping he would get a run for this week. What a story that would have been um, holding him from the start. But nonetheless, he's uh, a good uh, one of those guys you can flick up and down. So I quite like the, the likes of Caleb Milne. But, yeah, interesting. I hadn't really looked too heavily into that. So I'm glad you've done the research. We'll chat about that in the next few pods to come. Um, last name, Dejan Arcee. So 203K, center wing 5.8. Playing at fullback for the Cows. Um, has just got his first crack so far. 
Um, he's a utility. He played at five eight for us last season. So fullback is a new one for him, but he's a half by trade in the Q Cup. So um, barring any injuries, which could happen, uh, you got only got Tom Deard and Scott Drinkwater there for the time being. But any injuries could see him suit up, but unlikely, um, and probably not a good point scoring week for him. No, coming up against a very strong side, they're not missing much at all. Mm. The bunnies, good flexibility though. Good centre wing five eight. I mean, it's probably relatively unique but uh yeah i don't know who you'd be flicking up and down um, oh, there's no one that, at that, um five eight that you realistically want to have that's going to be able to be swapped with him mm. uh tom dearden scott drinkwater yeah, what i just say <laughs> okay. uh okay so basically anyone named from um in jerseys 14 to 17 across the leagues i think we're saying uh, in terms of cheapies just stay away there's not enough good in that bunch. Um, any final words? Like that's that's a fair bit of coverage we've gone across, a fair bit of few names that we've chatted through. Um, I mean, I know I'm going Victor Radley this week and Adam Fanua Blake to shore up some points in the front row. So, I mean, Radley's a bit of a punt, Fanua Blake's not. So, wasting trades or burning them, I should say. But um, what are you doing? Uh, as I said, I've got the jet up to Tupo at the minute. So that's I think that's the only thing I'm going to do at this stage. I do have Curran. I'd like to move him onto the feeder post-origin. Um, so I, got, I need to save a trade and a couple of dollars that way. Very wise move, Matt. I look forward to hearing about your last-minute trade on Thursday night. Um, probably, probably bringing in Kurt to Lewis. Who knows? Um, maybe captain and vice-captain before we go. Um, for me, I can't go past Cody Walker in, as vice captain in that. Um, uh, I'm sorry, but I think they're going to absolutely tear you up. He's going to have a big hand in it. Apology not accepted. Yeah, fair enough. And the, I'm allowed to call these things out. And I'm going to go with Reese Walsh as captain, um, just because I think he owes me. Yeah, it's a, a fair shout. I've gone Cody as well. I think um, it's going to be a tough watch if you haven't got some sort of um, VC or C on him. And I've gone Daniel Tupo um, as my captain in the event that I need him um, against the Dogs. I think that could be a pretty profitable one. We'll keep an eye out for weather. I think that had a bit of an impact last week on some of the scoring as well. Just having that um, soggy ball tends to hurt a few backline players. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Weather will be a factor. Probably the the... That brings us to the end, mate. We wasted about 58 minutes, it seemed like, on your Clifford the Big Red Dog. Thank mm-hmm. God we got through that. Made it to the end. Never to discuss that game again. Um, best of luck for round 17, mate. Yeah, you too. And um, for all everybody out there, keep an eye on Stilesy's late mail. It's going to be very, very important this week. He's going to have all the ins and outs. Absolutely. Our favourite mailman. Catch you next week, mate. Yep, will do. made you sit through the entire thing like here and i'm not <laughs> i don't care enjoy 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.